The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Live. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Pollard streaks in! Touchdown! Parsons has second! Prescott keeps it! And he bangs it into the touchdown! And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Patrick Walker, Nick Harris, and Kyle Yeomans. Well, welcome into another edition of Talking Cowboys featuring myself, Isaiah Standback, Mm-mm. Nick Harris, and Patrick Nosey Walker. I'm Haley Sutton in for Kyle Yeomans one final time as he wraps up his honeymoon celebration. That boy got a bougie celebration. I know, too. right? Like a, going Extended. Cruising around Alaska. Come on, man. I'm from Seattle, and I Parted. never even had the money to go to Alaska. So I'm trying to see Parted. what kind of money is this boy making around here. Oh, I know. I need pics. Kyle Yeoman, I know you're listening. I need pics. I need videos because I've not yet had the pleasure to go to Alaska, but I know for a fact it is one of the most beautiful places yeah, on is. Earth. So congratulations yeah. on that. But I need I need to live vicariously through him like I did you uh, through you in Mexico with the whales and Wow. Yeah. You guys have nice vacations. It was a bougie trip. They my, do. My, my I, Mexico trip they was, do. was very bougie. <laughs> I, drive, I drive to the star for my vacation. That's the only vacation I get, Nick. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, the staycation. Yeah, exactly. The didn't you just come best. back no. from the trip? Weren't you just in Seattle like Mm-mm. 48 hours ago? No, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. I wish. I bad. wish I got to go somewhere. I don't yeah. get to go anywhere. You see, my summer, I try to look for it. This would be the only week that my family and I can actually travel anywhere. Like, this is the only one week that we have because of the track. My, my kids are in track, so. One of the best sports yeah. ever. Yeah, it just consumes your whole summer. Is, yeah, but it's so, oh, my God. Yeah, it's awesome. so Yeah, much. I used to hate running summer track. It was, the, like, the bane of my existence. But anyways, <laughs> we move run? on. What did I run? What, yeah, what did you run? What do you think I ran? I don't know. I'm not going to guess. It's like guessing somebody's age. Yeah, you, don't yeah, get, you don't guess what event somebody partake in. I was a sprinter. Nice. So I ran the one, the two, the 800. That's, but see, that's that not was, a sprint. I know, but I, well, that's what I was going to say. It wasn't my choice. Okay. My coach made me run the 800. She did? She said she, run, she ran the one. So Yeah, I ran the one, the but, two. The 800 is a sprint for some people. Yeah. Which it's I don't not, know what their lungs me. are. It's yeah. because I played yeah. soccer, and so it was a good okay. balance. Yeah, that's different. Like she got her prep. lungs are different. Yeah. yeah, and then actually, uh, I was a very good long jumper, triple jumper. Nice. So, yeah, I actually, real quick flex, I learned how to triple jump the day of my first ever track Ooh. meet in the eighth grade. Okay. And I never lost. Ooh, okay. okay. So, I'm saying. Little flex. Little flex. Chest flex. Set the, the tone this morning, guys. A little bit of a flex. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, let's get into some Cowboys conversations today. Uh, a lot of news happening around the league, but the biggest that we actually discussed yesterday at lunch, Patrick, mm-hmm. is the new quarterback rule that has been enlisted for the NFL in this upcoming season. I'm going to let you dive into the details of it, but real quick, just here's the skinny on what that looks like. So essentially, the NFL is allowing rosters to add a third quarterback onto their game day roster as long as that player is on the 53. Right. And the best part about it is it doesn't affect your inactives. It doesn't affect your roster cap in terms of a 53-man roster, a 45-man game day roster. Uh, There are some caveats to it. That third quarterback cannot play in a game until the first and second string quarterbacks have gone out. But obviously, uh, a lot of flexibility in terms of what teams can do with that rule, specifically the Cowboys who have three quarterbacks on their roster this year. Uh, Patrick, kind of just dive into what that looks like for this team and, and what it's going to kind of look like for the NFL. Well, first of all, that, that sound you hear is Will Greer smiling. 
ear to ear because this this rule basically um, guarantees that you know, assuming he remains the, the third quarterback on the team, it basically guarantees he gets to suit up every single week. Now, as you say it, Haley, he doesn't get to play unless both QB one, Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush uh, QB two are injured in that particular game, and then he gets to go in. And but once they're medically cleared, which is another caveat, once they're medically cleared, if they're medically cleared to return to that game, he has to come back out of the game. So that's kind of the dance there. Uh, but the beauty of it is for the Cowboys is they'll never be in a situation like we saw the 49ers in uh, in the NFC Championship against the Philadelphia Eagles when Christian McCaffrey was taking rep, uh, warm-up reps, possibly about to go in at yeah. QB. So that's what that rule is. We can kind of dub it the Christian McCaffrey rule, oh. right? Um, but you got to love it because it also means that the Cowboys, neither you know, nor any of the other 31 teams, have to burn a roster spot. It's more or less a roster exemption specific for QB3 on a week-to-week basis. So, like you said, Haley, rule number one is they have to make the active 53-man roster and final cutdowns. You cannot stash the QB on the practice squad because anyone that's elevated in any given week is not eligible to be designated as your emergency QB. And they have to make that designation the same time they make the uh, inactives known, which is 90 minutes, uh, no later than 90 minutes prior to kickoff. So those are the key things. But for Will Greer, who is still going to compete with Cooper Rush, I know Cooper Rush is um, re-signing strongly implies that he's going to be the QB too, but we're not going to sit here and say there's not going to be a battle there. Will Greer arguably took the lead in that battle last summer before he suffered the groin injury. I look forward to that, you know, um, battle happening again in training camp in July. But I mean, it's a it's a fantastic rule all around. Can't say the same about the other rule um, that was <laughs> approved yesterday, and I'll toss to Nick Harris for that subtle, one in a second. Subtle tease yeah. there. Uh, but I guess uh, you, you get a win, but you got to take a loss as well if you're uh, an NFL fan. So the loss is uh, the Thursday night flex rule. I'll let Harris dive into that one. Yeah, absolutely. So at the owners' meetings yesterday, the NFL also approved a Thursday night football flex scheduling, which basically uh, allows the NFL 28 days before, so you have to have a 28-day notice, four weeks, to move a Thursday night football game to Sunday and then move a Sunday afternoon game to Thursday night. <laughs> There's a lot of different Yuck. stipulations that they would have to meet. It can only be in week 13 through 17 because there's not a, a Thursday night football game in week 18. Uh, a team can't be on the road two times on a Thursday night game and they still can only have two Thursday night games. So uh, there's it's a slim chance that anything even happens with the flex Thursday night football scheduling. But let's say you are a you know Jets fan and y'all are playing in Denver and week 17 and you have just always wanted to go to mile high on a Thursday night and you find out 28 days before that it's going to be Sunday afternoon you got to change all of your uh, uh, scheduling you got to move your flights around move your move your tickets around and that's why eight voters voted against it the Cowboys did vote for it 24 to 8 was the final count and 24 is the minimum allowed to pass a rule and it passed barely but uh, it's it's there's some fans that are very upset about it Giants owner uh, is very upset about it (laughs) it looks like Isaiah Stand back to my right is upset about it. Listen here, man. This league. <laughs> I am as chest, well. I, I am as well. It's, it's unfortunate for the fans. Say it with your chest. I mean, to be honest with you, that that aspect really doesn't bother me that much. The whole Thursday night flex thing, it doesn't affect Dallas, right? Dallas already has two Thursday night games scheduled, correct? So we got obviously. Just one. There's one? I thought it was Thanksgiving no, they, and... Well, they do. It's not Thursday night. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is not Thursday night. Thursday okay, night. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so, yes. I mean, it is whatever to me. As, as a player, you don't like Thursday night games. Let's just call it how it is. Mm-hmm. You hate 
Thursday night games mm-hmm. because your body literally just recovered the day before from the right. previous week. So uh, from the player's perspective, it absolutely sucks. But well, let's be honest, this league is not forward-facing in terms of taking care of the players. Nope. This is about right. the money in the pockets of the owner. So knowing that that's the fact, eh, you shrug your shoulders and you say, okay, this is just another thing that helps them put more money in their pocket. The the third quarterback thing, I'm looking forward to that yes. and how – coaches and organizations work around <laughs> that rule because now all of a sudden it's like, ow, my knee hurts. Okay, uh, come on in here for this next quarter real quick. I feel like and, you're hinting at some Bill Belichickian I'm just saying, there's always a workaround, okay? <laughs> there's always a workaround. So I am looking more forward to that third quarterback and how organizations determine ow. to go forward with that. You know how it's going to go. Achoo. Oh, my gosh. I sprained my big Stomach toe. Bug. Let me go get it scanned real quick. Right? And so, so a guy starts, oh, the backup quarterback yeah. starts 0 for 5 and then suddenly oh, his stomach oh, starts it's hurting. It's a miracle. Oh, I don't feel well. <laughs> so, that's what I'm interested in. But the whole, the whole flex thing, Eh, it is what it is. I mean, it's, I'm not surprised. By I was going to say, it doesn't surprise me. No. Here, here's the thing about the Thursday night game so that we found, and I don't know if this was just by chance last season because it was new. It was Amazon Prime. It was a new group of people trying to get it together. So I think the production as a whole will be better this year now mm-hmm. that they've got it under – they've got a season under their belt. They've been developing. So that was a big issue with Thursday night football mm-hmm. last year. And then the second issue with Thursday night football is – I'm going to say 77% of the matchups that we saw on Thursday Night Football last year were awful. Trash. And the one that comes to mind, it was the Broncos and the <laughs> was it the Rams that went to like double overtime and it was like six to three. Oh, that was the something. one that was it was in Denver. It was and it was, it was just horrible. abysmal football. It was horrible <laughs> from top to bottom. And I feel like every every single week it just kind of went to that. So I don't know if that was just like a scheduling issue hopefully they'll get that worked out but to your point Isaiah the Cowboys aren't really affected in that way because they're not going to flex their Thanksgiving game and then they're not going to flex the following Thursday night game uh, that next week so good to know for other teams going forward I don't think it affects this team what I do want to circle back to though is the third quarterback roster Mm -hmm. spot because Something that I was kind of diving into yesterday, I didn't know a ton about Will Greer. I came and he had already kind of been established, and so I didn't really get an opportunity to get to know him or know anything about him. And so I kind of want to default to you guys here. Uh, This is a guy who has been in the league for a couple of years now. You mentioned Cooper Rush just signed the two-year extension, so he's likely the backup quarterback. But Will Greer to me is interesting because his college tape and how he played it as a collegiate athlete is so much different from his NFL experience. He doesn't have a ton, and when he did, the reps necessarily weren't there. But I wonder how happy he is in the place that he is right now, sitting at that third quarterback spot. Uh, is he competitive? Does he want that backup quarterback role? Uh, there's a lot of things to dive into when it comes to real Will Greer, so I kind of just want to open this up to you guys. In terms of value, when you look at Will Greer as a quarterback on this roster – where do we see his value? You mentioned seeing him compete for Cooper Rush at training camp. Is that something that we're expected to see again? I mean, like, <laughs> it, realistically, how how realistic is yeah. it for the Cowboys to utilize I'm that role, I guess? I'm interested to hear the former quarterbacks yeah, take I think, on this. I think the window closed for him, unfortunately. I think last year, last camp was his opportunity, and unfortunately when he got hurt, that window dwindled. Yeah. Uh, that killed his reps, right? It really came down to the third preseason game that he had an opportunity, and that was a quick uh, – yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't have the greatest of showings in that short in that short stint. So that was pre- – that was I want to say it's predetermined, but it was determined relatively quickly in that third game that, okay, you're now our third string. Right. Um Cooper Rush had the opportunities. He took advantage of the opportunities. Cool and now hand Luke. He, he took care of business when called upon last year as well during the regular season. So because of that, 
Kyle Platt Bravo, and now all of a sudden he gets a contract extension. He is now solidified as your backup quarterback. Unfortunately for Will Greer, he has some things he still needs to work on. Last year was his shot. Okay, this preseason, he will have another opportunity, but you are trying out not only for your third string of your current team, but you're trying out for if you were to get cut, which I don't foresee that happening now. But if you were to get cut for whatever reason, you're trying out for the rest of the NFL and hopefully try to earn a backup role. He, to me, is a very good competitor. He also, to me, has a lot of work to do as a quarterback. He's a gunslinger. I, I personally don't like his release point. I don't like his decision-making. Some of the things that I saw during camp last year, um, it just doesn't seem like he values the possession of the ball as much as you would like for somebody in that particular quarterback role. But um, I don't know what has happened since then. I'm looking forward to seeing his development here in this camp. I'll say this when it comes to Will Greer. Um, first and foremost, as you stated, he needs more development. Mm-hmm. And that's obvious, which is why he's quarterback three on an NFL team. Now, I will also say this. He's good enough to play at this level, which is why he's mm-hmm. quarterback on an NFL team. So for him, it's just about trying to pry open that window because the window was wide open for him last uh, last offseason. I sat there in, in summer camp. Uh, summer camp and training camp during Feels the summer. Like summer camp. <laughs> this, this <laughs> Basically one, summer this, camp. This one time at band camp. Um, so I sat there in, in training camp in July in Oxnard, and I saw that most of the big plays that were being made, whether it was you know the one-handed catch from T.J. Vasher, whether it was big plays being made by Simi Fajoko, if you after those plays, if you looked to see who was under center, more often than not. It was Will Greer. It wasn't Cooper Rush as far as running with the second Mm -hmm. team. So Will Greer took a massive Kentucky Derby-style lead over Cooper Rush, but then the injury. And the timing is everything. It can work against you or it can blow up in your face. The timing of his injury was such that the the Cowboys didn't have time to get more game reps in from him post-injury before Dak Prescott went down with injury, so they had to sit back and make a decision. Split decision. It came down to Cooper Rush, and then Cooper Rush took it. You know what he did? Four and one, he earned the spot. But I, I will his, go ahead. Yeah, his, his opportunity was that Denver practices. Fair. And the fact that he couldn't practice, I remember we were calling that yeah. practice. The fact that he could not practice that day, it was a wrap that yeah. day. It was also very hot that day. It was it sh- weird. It was yes. hot at Denver that day. Smeltering. Um, <laughs> but I will say he, he has an opportunity still to – I will disagree in that it's – Okay, it's shut, but it's not painted shut. Let me okay. put it that way. The the window can still be open because even with a two-year deal on Cooper Rush, if you look at it contractually, the Cowboys are not going to move on from Cooper Rush this year, but they have an out next year. So if Will Greer can come into training camp and regain his stride he had last year, at least he puts in the Cowboys' head combined with the new rule that basically gives them carte blanche to carry him without mm-hmm. sacrificing a roster spot. He can put in their head, well, maybe 2024 is the year of Will Greer being QB2 because at that point, if you want to make that move, you can do so, move on from Cooper Rush and not take a dead money hit. So that's in the conversation as well. Yeah, and at the quarterback position, momentum and timing is half mm-hmm. the battle, yeah. especially when you're in the depth of a, uh, of a quarterback roster and you know trying to earn some snaps, and especially in Will Greer's case here, momentum and timing didn't quite work mm-hmm. in his favor last year. You know He would have had an opportunity to be a backup quarterback or you know potentially get some snaps whenever Dak went down, but you know he, he wasn't able to be there for that. So uh, can he regain that momentum and timing? Absolutely. It's 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 always a possibility. Like you said, the door is not painted shut. But you know we're we're getting the we're getting the Sherwin Williams out. You know? Yeah. I just wonder though, you know, and it and it's hard because you, we haven't had a chance to talk to these guys in so long. But I just wonder what 
his mentality is going into this because you know the 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 joke for lack of better term is that being a backup quarterback is the best spot on an NFL roster because you get paid and you don't have to do as much work unless your name is called Cooper Rush ain't hurting and so I I just wonder from that aspect when it comes to Will Greer you know what his mentality is I know you mentioned he's a competitor but like how competitive is he really is he really being and I think OTAs this week gives us a good opportunity I I think he's he's a a huge competitor and his fires were stoked as he had to sit on the sideline and nurse that injury and you hate knowing that you have the lead to take this particular position from an incumbent and then the injury kind of derails it so he's had to sit for the most of the, the season on the inactives and trying to figure things out He's been kind of champing at the bit to get this opportunity, and this new rule allows the Cowboys to carry him without sacrificing the spot. So he has to look at it as just that, an opportunity. It might be your final one with this organization, but that should add that much more fire to his motivation to say, hey, it's it's quite literally now or never. His, his mindset going into OTAs and then obviously following the break going into training camp has to be to disrupt the the order mm-hmm. of the backup oh, yeah, quarterback position. You, you understand as a player, my opportunity's probably gone. You you understand that. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that the door's closed, okay? But it's a little bit of a Debo crack in the window, okay? <laughs> right? So it's, it's a little, little bit of a crack. Get your fingernails under there, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you understand, okay, contractually, they're committed to this guy. I missed my window last year, okay? Now I can either be content, right, and just kind of chill and just kind of just know that they're probably not – now that this new rule enables me to remain on the roster, da 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 Or you can say, you know what, I'm about to make life – you know, living hell for 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 Cooper Rush, you know, and I'm going to make them have to make a decision, and if so much so, where they're going to have to figure out when it, when the season comes, who's number two that day. Yep. Right. Maybe it's a maybe it's a situational exactly. thing based upon your opponent, right? But I want them to have to make that decision. Exactly. That's the competitor mindset that he now has to have going into this camp. Hey, you're my boy, but I promise you, if you slip up and have a bad day, oh, I'm gonna be on your, I'm, I'm just Mr. Postman, which, right? is exactly, <laughs> which, is, which is how he was in training camp last. Yes, he was. Uh, in yes. last July, he was exactly that every single day. He and Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott. That is a very very tight knit quarterback room. But when it's time to compete and it's you're competing for snaps and reps and contracting, et cetera, et cetera, he was as competitive competitive as anyone else you would have seen on that mm-hmm. field. And what I'll say about his skill set is uh, Will Greer has to know, and I'm sure he does know, these are an apple and an orange when it comes to Cooper Rush versus mm-hmm. Will Greer. Will Greer is much more of a, a raw version of Dak Prescott, right? He has mobility. He has the big arm. He's the gunslinger. He yep. takes risks. Cooper Rush doesn't have a ton of mobility. He has some, but not not the same, right? He doesn't have the... He doesn't, I was like, you know exactly yeah, what you're going to get out of Cooper Rush Steady. every week. He doesn't have the Steady. cannon arm. No, Are you ready? No. And the last thing Cooper Rush does is take a risk, yeah. right? That's the last thing he does. He is a game manager. I'm not saying that in a bad way because you can As win a games. As quarterback, that's fantastic. Listen yeah. to that. He, <laughs> that. Absolutely. He is – Cooper Rush is smooth jazz and Will Greer is little John. It. Okay, you just, just don't, you just don't know what you're going to get. You know what I'm saying? Crunk so, juice. It's just turn Will up. Will Greer is crunk juice. So you say the good with the bad to your point. But right now, not only – he has – the only way he's going to be able to disrupt that room is by getting knit tight with his receivers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He – the, the, the second string point. and third string receivers have to be his best friend. They got to be playing Madden at his house. 
Right, you know, they have to be going to the moves. They got to be going bowling. They got to be playing putt putt golf. They got to be doing everything together. Those have to be his dogs because not only starting here in OTAs, all the way through training camp, those are going to be the guys he's mm-hmm. taking reps with. Yeah. And then if you're blessed and you're absolutely killing it, guess what? Then you get to throw the CD. Yeah. Right. Then you get to throw. The, you know, what you're yeah. saying. Then you get to throw. You, you got to earn that. Yeah. You, you, know, you know, you get to throw to the dog on boomerang. You know, I, yeah, all, yeah. all these guys. You're going to have to work your way up to it. So he needs to build this community and that, so, so, so that those guys have a trust factor with him. And I think we saw that last camp. We saw that mm-hmm. last camp where they guys were had a little bit more I'm juice when Will was under center. And they wanted to make the big play when Will was under Clear center. And, and Simi, that connection absolutely. last summer was outstanding. So that's the only way that I can see him overshadowing what Cooper Rush is. And now – in order to do that, you're gonna those amazing players are gonna have to be absolutely amazing. Yeah. Your lows cannot be yeah. you can't make bad decision lows. makers. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, good conversation there. Obviously, OTA started yesterday. We're gonna get into that on the other side of this break. Let's go ahead and take it here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. Want to use the Cowboys locker room's favorite products? Check out the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word cowboys. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Hey, honey, can we talk? Of course. What's up? Well, I just thought you should know I've been curious about the new Dr. Pepper Strawberries and Cream. <gasps> Have you felt this way a long time? No, I just think I'd really like the taste of Dr. Pepper swirled with layers of flavor. If you feel that way, I think you should try it, babe. It's amazing. I mean, you're amazing, too. (laughs) New Dr. Pepper Strawberries and Cream. The new flavor you deserve. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. 
Welcome back to Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm super excited about this, y'all. Spanish soccer giants Real Madrid and FC Barcelona meet in Texas for the first time ever at AT AT&T Stadium as a leg of the 2023 Soccer Champions Tour. Don't miss your chance to see these storied rivals in action at AT AT&T Stadium on July 29th, 2023. Tickets are now on sale at SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. I am honestly devastated that I have to miss that because <gasps> that it will we be at training camp. Yeah, we will. Yeah, yeah. we'll be at, we'll we have will. just fresh. We'll be watching. We'll be camp. watching and see if Will Greer can. Uh, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> y'all don't mind if I dip out for a day to come to that because oh, that's you an, the PJ. That's an Ooh, incredible. Squeeze me. That's right. an incredible uh, soccer matchup. I saw that when it first Mr. came out. Mr. Jones, if you will. miss it. I know. I've seen Barcelona play once. It was when I was in Miami, and they played Inter-Miami, and it was when they first signed Robert Lewandowski, who's, like, one of the best strikers in the world. So it was, like, our first opportunity to see him in a Barcelona jersey, and they wrecked Inter-Miami. But it was mm. cool to see yeah. everybody there. That's pretty There's big. Levels. pretty big deal because yeah. levels in soccer, man. I know. I know. That's a hard, that is the hardest sport to stand out in. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's difficult, what's difficult about it, too, is especially when you get to, like, the Premier League, La Liga, the Italian League, all of these leagues, you have these players who are so solidified in their spots. There's not really any rotation. So kind of like Will yeah. Greer, like, you know, you get your opportunities <laughs> and they Windows disappear. Yep. Really, your only opportunities mm-hmm. you get in soccer is garbage time minutes. So you're talking the last 10 minutes of a game plus stoppage time. Injury, so maybe you come in after an injury. And with soccer, it's so you know, like, results-driven, that yeah. if you get in as a sub and you do nothing, like, that's it. You're just another guy. That's it. Cold world. <laughs> you don't make the 50 Cold world. Get a boost. <laughs> Cold Anyways, <laughs> let me get off my soccer soapbox because I could be here all day. Let's transition into organized team activities. Mm. Otis. They started yesterday, OTAs, a lot of new faces in the building, mixing with those veterans who are finally coming back and, and, you know, getting back into the groove of things. Uh, It was nice to see the rookies kind of get their feet wet. I mentioned this last week. It's so fun just to see them, you know, like walk around the building with their eyes open and they just don't know where to go or they're trying to find their meeting or the lunch (laughs) table. Uh, But that kind of goes away this week. Now they're into big boy football. They're competing with the guys who are their veterans, their superiors. Uh, what are some things that we're looking for out of this week? I know we will get a chance to talk with them on Thursday at OTAs mm-hmm. at the media availability, but just this week, what are some things that we're looking for in this roster in terms of developing for training camp? For me, and, and I'll, I'll take the segue from the rookies, and uh, I'll go with the obvious and the not so obvious. Obviously, I'm ready to see Mozzie Smith. Now, yeah. now keep in mind, I mean, there will be some 707s, 909s, 1111s, but no contact is allowed, ladies and gentlemen, so keep that in mind. So you're not going to, we're not going to see Mozzie Smith out there trying to bulldoze through anyone, but I'm interested to see how quickly he can refine his uh, already stellar technique to take the next step at the NFL. I'm looking to see his interactions with some of these veterans. I'm looking to see, uh, other than Osa Odigizua and Michael Parsons and and Jonathan Hankins, you know, who he's building instant relationships and chemistry with across that defensive line and in the linebacker core. So I'm looking for that as well. We we spoke with Mozzie on minute one, day one, and the entirety of that day. He just kept displaying displaying his hunger to get on the field. Yeah. Now I he's loved, going to be on the field with the with the veterans. So let's see how that goes. Yeah, I loved how anytime you asked Mozzie, and even this was when we got to talk to him at rookie camp, anytime mm-hmm. you asked him like how good does it feel to be here? Every single time his response was, I'm not getting too excited. I'm just ready to go. He's ready like, to go. Every time. There he's was ready. never any even when we were given the tour around the building, he was 
as even keel as he could have possibly been. With that evil grin. Even whenever that he, sinister you could grin. tell he was excited. He's like, nah, I'm just I'm just ready to play ball. Like that's it. That like, sinister grin. That to me is what a competitor looks like. Yeah. That's and, the, and that's my grin. obvious because you know, first round pick, a lot comes with that and everybody's gonna have all eyes on him. But then my not so obvious is I'm so intrigued but, I mean, I'm intrigued by several of these rookies. Asim, you know, Viliami, for example, a huge fan of Viliami's motor and, and his his aptitude for football violence. But Eric Scott, I, I can't shake the the way Will McClay lights up when talking about this young man to the point where, yes, I've seen the film and I've seen the good and the bad. And the good is he can take the ball away. You talk about his two pick sixes in 2022. He has potential. He has the ceiling. But then he also needs development. He's raw as well. And I want to see how quickly he can develop under guys like Al Harris and obviously Dan Quinn. Um, but I'm interested to see what Will McClay, what McClay saw through Will McClay's eyes that sat back, that had him sit back and say, Jerry, we need to trade a 2024 pick to move up to 178 for this kid. So I know he's much faster than that 472 on a tweet quad. He's He has the prototypical length as far as what Dan Quinn likes to see in defensive backs. But something about Eric Scott just kind of – it, it makes me intrigued enough to say, hey, when I'm out there looking at the Deuce Vaughns uh, mm-hmm. on offense, when I'm out there looking at the, the first-round pick, Mozzie Smith, on defense, I'm also trying to figure out where Eric Scott is because I'm also interested to see how he can try to carve his way into a defensive back rotation that's already seemingly locked up in the top four spots. Yeah, absolutely. I, what I'm looking for for OTAs specifically is interior offensive line. Mm-hmm. You know, who's who's getting those reps? Who's coming in? Who, who's the uh, the coaching staff laying their trust on? Uh, last week, Stephen Jones, we were able to talk to him at, a, at an availability, and he really talked up Chuma Idoga. So, you know, that's a guy I want to see out there mm. for the first time, and you know, see how and he's going. And people have forgotten. And people have forgotten about Chuma. <laughs> and, and he he mentioned Let's Chuma probably three quick. or four <laughs> times. So, uh, you know, that's definitely something to look out for. And then also, uh, there's a narrative going around that Stephon Gilmore isn't. He's washed, right? Yeah, and that's been I, the narrative since they signed him. Exactly, exactly. So If he had signed same, with another team. See. Yeah, they said the let's same see. thing about T.Y. Hilton when they added T.Y. Yeah. Hilton, and he proved his value Ball. almost immediately. Why isn't Absolutely. he back yet? <laughs> Absolutely. But if Stephon Wait Gilmore can even it? bring 85% of what his, his peak has been, or even 90, whatever, we're looking at a defense that can take away the boundary and mm-hmm. work completely between the hashes. And, you know, that's 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 what you want if you're Dan Quinn because you got guys in the draft that can operate between the, between the hashes. Mm-hmm. So. Funnel them into DeMone and LVE and a little bit of Overshawn. That's where I'm looking Dono, at Overshawn. Yeah. Right? I'm looking yeah. at the yeah. chemistry. I'm not, I mean, there's only so much you're going to see in OTA. So, yeah. I mean, I don't want to temper Because it's an excitement. install. It's right? an install. Yeah, it's yeah. install. So you're looking for how fast can these rookies really – digest information and then apply it. Mm-hmm. And then what is their comfort level within that, right? So whether that be at the second level with Overshone or at, on, on defense or whether that be at the receiver position, right? Or how are these guys taking the information that they're receiving and then obviously being able to apply it with a level of comfort that they can start applying their confidence as players? There's a difference between being a confident player and being a confident player within a system. Mm-hmm. And whenever there is that divisive line that's separating those two, you don't get the player that you expect. So the faster that they can they can come in and and, and learn and, and and get a get adapted to their environment and feel comfortable within their system, right? Learn the offense, learn the defense. Then I can start playing and using my assets as the player that I that you guys know me to be on film, mm-hmm. and you I'll start showing that on the field. But until those two things mesh, 
I'm gonna be a shadow of who you guys think I'm going to be. But yeah. there's there's one more thing, and and this is I'll segue this to a conversation that you and I had offline yesterday. Deuce Vaughn, uh, this is going to be, as they're starting to do some installs, this is going to be the first real look we get at what might hint at Deuce Vaughn's role on special teams. Mm -hmm. Because, speaking of narratives, there is a narrative out there uh, outside of the building that says, oh, well, Deuce is going to come in and challenge Kevontae Turpin for one or both of the return positions. I want two part returners. I was just saying, it's me. I'm people. (laughs) You're people. I'm people. I'm that guy. That's the only me be Bones Fossil. I have two returners back there. I know. I know. But in speaking, (laughs) but if, if you listen to what Bones is saying, at least right now as we have this conversation that's not how Bones is looking at Deuce Vaughn so he's looking at Deuce Vaughn as potentially a personal protector like these are Bones Fossil's words right Uh, so to me number one first and foremost Kevontae Turpin has not only not done anything to lose the job he's coming off of a Pro Bowl season as a rookie in which he entered the season and training camp having not had a break from a USF USFL MVP season so you have to put all of that contextually and say this this guy didn't have didn't take a breather and he was still a pro bowler you don't then come into the next season and say oh we you know we drafted this rookie so now it's a comp- it's not a competition at returner now can it be yes Deuce can make it one if Deuce gets out there beginning in OTAs and then minicap and training camp and because he's going to get some reps as a returner punt and kick so fossil can kind of gauge it because at worst you have him as insurance back there but outright it's not a competition yeah and there's not as much context i think as some people may believe when it comes to deuce Vaughn yeah, returning. Give it to seven kick returns for 145 yards as a freshman at kansas state and that's it yeah so, science you know not a not a ton of context that being said his his traits his mobility you yeah. can throw him back there he was getting some work in in rookie minicamp like you said is he going to get some reps? Absolutely. Yeah. But Kevontae Turpin is coming off a USFL MVP and a Pro Bowl appearance. With his no name's break. on the wall. Let me ask you this. <laughs> name's on Let me ask you this, though. Is on the wall. And this is not like a dig at Kevontae. I think that he brings this very special, you know, mm-hmm. skill set to this roster. In terms of versatility, that's been the conversation since the end of last year, yep. beginning, even in the beginning of the season. This team's identity has been versatility. What can I get out of you and you, and how can I mix this around mm-hmm. and, and do that? So in terms of versatility, what does Kevontae Turpin bring you? And I, again, I'm not dogging him. I think he's mm-hmm. a fantastic returner. You could feel the energy every single time there was a kick <laughs> or a punt yeah. at AT&T Stadium last year, and I imagine it was the same on the road. Especially right? in the press box. And so, yeah, and so... I just think in terms of what they can offer, Deuce Vaughn, and I get it, like he's small, he's a rookie, we have a lot of expectations, we're putting a lot of pressure on him, but when you just look at it on paper, like they were not allowing Cavante to be a part of the offense last year. For whatever their reason was, he was not involved in the offense in terms of getting in on snaps, catching passes. The one time we really got to see him was when he got lit up in the 49ers game in the Mm -hmm. last play uh, of that game. Mm -hmm. So he's not involved in the offense. I don't know if that changes going into this year. But then when you look at what Deuce Vaughn can offer, he can return. He can do punts. Mm-hmm. I imagine he's getting several reps at that. Mm-hmm. He can catch it out of the backfield. He's fast. I, I he's think, a strong runner. I, see, I, just, I see what you're doing there. I see what you're doing. From a versatility uh, standpoint. You pick, you're picking up think, what you're putting up? I'm picking up what you're putting up. I think they both <laughs> uh, have equally, equally have the same versatility. The yes. difference is last year they asked one thing of Turpin. Correct. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, that's all he had to worry about. Come in and be the dynamic returner that we need you to be. We don't need you to play receiver. Mm-hmm. We need a return man, and you better be electrifying. And I was blessed to be able to call that game where he went back-to-back, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. that was absolutely amazing. That's all he had to do. Mm-hmm. That's not all he could do, right? So what you're demanded to do 
in which you're capable of doing two separate things, right? He checked the box that they asked him to check. Now he has a full offseason. Now he has that spot solidified. But do you now, see him Absolutely, on the because when we saw him last year practicing against the Chargers, he was lighting him up in practice. Absolutely lighting them up. Every time we turn around, big play, big play, mm-hmm. big play. And that was just in a little bit of, of a cup size that they gave him in terms of responsibilities on offense. So now that you have a full offseason, he doesn't have the the, the – the, the butterflies. He doesn't have the, those nerves running, trying to trying to figure out, am I going to make the roster? Mm-hmm. There's so much stress with that. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's so much stress with that. The fact that he was able to perform under that stress lets you know who he is and what he's capable of. That box is now checked. He can put that behind him. Now I don't have to worry about, do I have a roster spot? Now my concern is, how can I be a better receiver so that I can be utilized more? Right, and I can bring more value. That's his focus now. Last year, his focus was simply just making the dog on roster. He was happy to have, have an invite to camp. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, I'm, I'm going to answer it this way, um, piggybacking off of what Isaiah is saying. The versatility is is absolutely there with Cavante Turpin, as much as it is with Deuce Vaughn. Mm-hmm. It goes to, like Isaiah said, what you're being asked to do or what you're not being asked to do. So I think there are two reasons that the Cowboys scaled back and didn't allow Cavante Turpin to take many offensive reps. Number one, he was much too valuable mm-hmm. as a returner, and they did not have an insurance policy at returner. So if you lose Cavante Turpin on uh, inside slant the CD, from the CD's side, your backup. And the CD's your backup, <laughs> and now CD being your number one wide receiver, the Domino effect is just yep. tragic. So that's one. Number two, we talk about him not having a break between his MVP USFL season yep. and joining Cowboys in training camp. So do you really want to run him into the ground like that, knowing you have a 17-game season plus hopefully a playoff run? You have to – it's load management without obviously it admitting it as load management. But here's one more thing I'll say. Standing there on the sideline day-to-day in training camp in Oxnard last uh, summer – I saw Cavante Turpin on offense, Mm -hmm. and he's got it, Mm -hmm. okay? I saw him line up in the slot and go with the slant and come with the outs. I also saw him go to the boundary and take the top off on more than one occasion and come down with – when it came catches, his way, he came come down, down with, with catches that technically should only be acquired mm-hmm. by the bigger guys, the guys with the bigger catch radius. Here's the small guy climbing the ladder. He was making the plays, so I saw it in real time. I saw the receipts, so I know what he can do. So mm-hmm. that's why over the course of the season, when we were asking why not get him more involved, from my standpoint, it's because I saw what he can do. Mm-hmm. So going into this season, full off season, he had a break. He gets to come back refreshed. I expect to see more of him on offense also because Deuce Vaughn is an insurance policy if Cavante is injured. And from an offensive standpoint, Cavante Turpin, when he was most dangerous at TCU, it was coming out of the backfield and doing jet sweeps, mm-hmm. and whether it was lining up or motioning in, and he was super, super dangerous. I encourage everybody to go look back at that TCU tape. But I think your latter point was the most important, the load management. Yeah. You know, you don't want your, your Pro Bowl returner playing offense every, every down. So I, I think going into training camp, seeing how many reps he gets, and especially going into preseason where when he comes into the game from an offensive standpoint, that's going to be really important. But I, I like, like the discussion we've had on here in the past the wide receiver four conversation is going to be very interesting yeah I guess that's I guess that's where my mentality is like when going into like you said I get the load management and I'm not saying he's not capable of doing those things he's perfectly capable he's MVP for a reason regardless of the league I just worry it's a crowded wide receiver room (laughs) I worry that you know maybe that is his role where he stays at being a returner and that's what he's really good at for the entirety of his career so definitely something to pay attention to for OTAs we are running tight on time so let's go ahead and take our second and final break here on Talking Cowboys Boys, we'll come back and we'll talk about this roster a little bit more. We'll tie some loose ends and 
Sin the show on the road. We'll be right back. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Hey, honey, can we talk? Of course. What's up? Well, I just thought you should know I've been curious about the new Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream. (gasps) Have you felt this way a long time? No, I just think I'd really like the taste of Dr. Pepper swirled with layers of flavor. If you feel that way, I think you should try it, babe. It's amazing. I mean, you're amazing, too. (laughs) New Dr. Pepper Strawberries and Cream, the new flavor you deserve. Want to use the Cowboys locker room's favorite products? Check out the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites, plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word cowboys. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. Welcome back to our final few minutes here on Talking Cowboys. Tee up your game in style with Dallas Cowboys Nike golf gear. Score polos and accessories at the nearest pro shop or online at shop.dallas.com. A fanatics experience. Well, gentlemen, we were going to wrap up because the NFL listed the Cowboys as the top five most complete roster. And that's what I wanted to talk about to wrap up the show. But in the break, we got a little bit of breaking news for lack of better terms i'm gonna go over to nick and nick you can explain the new rule that nfl teams will see this season yeah absolutely so nfl owners once again enacting a rule that will um uh, cause some controversy the nfl owners this morning approved the resolution putting the ball on the 25 yard line following a fair catch on a kickoff uh, a note that special team coordinators around the league unanimously opposed the change, but it is happening. So, oh, man. what's that smell? Is that that? Oh, that's trash. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Basura. That's trash. Basura. That's trash. Exactly Basura. That we, we just finished talking about Cavani. I was Cavani. not expecting that. <laughs> that's just how I feel. I was literally like, <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Trash. We we just spoke in the second segment about Cavante Turpin mm-hmm. and Deuce Vaughn's potential value as returners. Here comes the NFL completely just kneecapping that whole conversation not only for Turpin but just returners around the league because you're basically you're rewarding fair catches Mm -hmm. you're rewarding you know touchbacks because you're doing all you can to incrementally and now you're picking up the pace but incrementally just abolish kick returns ultimately that's what the NFL is leading towards abolishing kick returns so now if I'm Kevontae Turpin 
where are my offensive reps? Give me the reps. Give me my <laughs> offensive reps because I'm I'm clearly not going to be able to see as much action on special teams. So Trash, give me my man. give me my shots at receiver. And I think something that's interesting that's happened in the college game with this rule is if you wave the fair catch and let's say you're on the two yard line and you muff it and pick it up at the three, you're still down at the three. You can't advance it and you have to start your offensive drive at the three yard line. So. That's going to come into play at some point this season with some team, and that's going to be that's going to be the one that makes everybody lose their mind. <laughs> so it's now, I mean, the percentages of actual kickoff return are so low now. Right. Like, what's the point? Yeah. Like seriously, like, like really, what's the point? Unless you want to just squib kicking everything, because that's what it's going to turn into. Yeah. Yeah. If you want somebody to actually return the ball, you're going to have to squib it. Yeah, I'm wondering as well if it has anything to do, and this is just pure speculation, something that just came to my head. I'm wondering if it has anything to do with injuries, possibly. I don't know if being able to have a little bit more space, a little bit more time to make decisions, and you're rewarded for that behavior. I'm just trying to find one redeeming quality in terms they're, of, they're of how this They're going to continue to claim it's based upon player safety. Yeah. They're going to continue to claim that the numbers show that uh, kickoff return is the highest risk of all plays on the field mm-hmm. during, over the course of a football game, and that's why they've <laughs> instituted this rule and then the rule prior. They're restructuring the whole return game because they basically, let's just be honest, they want to abolish the return game as a whole. All they, if they re- listen, I don't want to get into this because there's, there's actual I, I, science you, you to this. You got this. your, you got yeah, your shoulders nah, all yeah, up so, a little bit. I'm a, I'm a returner, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I'm speaking from the person who would actually get destroyed right, as, as <laughs> on that play, okay? When they took away the wedge, mm-hmm. that took away the high probability of a concussion. If they really want to take away the, the uh, take, go another layer deeper, okay? Take away crackbacks. Oh, Take yeah. away blindside yeah. oh, crackbacks yeah. on kickoff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? The kickoff return team should not be allowed to crack back. If you really want to lower concussions, don't take away the return. Right. Don't take away the return. And don't go to the freaking XFL on their whole little wait to somebody catch. That's that's I don't like that either. It's so Just overwhelming to watch. Get rid of well. the wedge, which they already did. Get rid of the crackbacks. Now, where is the injury in terms of head? I'm running yeah. back as a front line as a front line guy on kickoff return. I am turning the ball's kicked. I'm opening up. I'm spraying back 20, 25 yards. I'm settling my feet and then I'm coming and I'm blocking you with my hands, dude. They, Where is the head trauma? They just neutered one of the most electrifying <sighs> types of plays in the NFL: the kick it, return. You. you uh, that's where we are. Squid. So that's, that's, yeah. Squid. Now they, like, Mike, yeah. like Nick said, they claim that uh, it's a one-year trial. Um, I don't buy that uh, because I understand the psychology of trying to reduce the immediate outrage by saying, "Hey, hey, hey, we're only j- we're just trying it out. This is." <laughs> Money on the table, this is going to stick. And then on a Friday night next year, they're just going to go ahead and approve it. Yeah, money on the table, this is is going to stick. Like during round two of the draft. Hey, this is approved, by the way. All right, so next pick. (laughs) Just slide it in there. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. The season will definitely look a little bit different in terms of some of these new rules. So good insight from you guys. Uh, That's going to do it, though, for our time here on Talking Cowboys. Thanks so much for letting me talk with you guys on these lovely Talking Mm, Tuesday. Fun as always. Uh, It's been such a good time. Uh, Kyle will be back next week. I will be back on Girls Talk, Boys Talk next week, so we will be back into our way of life, and then training camp will be here. No more unicorns. Before we know it. I know. Sorry. I've never been invited on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. (laughs) Well, that'll do it for Talking Cowboys. We'll see you guys next week. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this,